The year was 1974. A gallon of gas was 53 cents. A dozen eggs cost 78 cents. A gallon of milk cost $1.57. And on June 4th at Cleveland Stadium, an eight ounce cup of beer was only 10 cents a pop. First, let's set the scene. As mentioned, June 4th in Cleveland. The Indians and Rangers came into this game with 24 and 25 and 25 and 25 records, respectively. Both teams jostling for position in their respective divisions. Six nights earlier, the two teams had a bench-clearing brawl at Rangers Stadium in Arlington, Texas. A hard slide from Texas's Lenny Randall disrupted a fourth-inning play at third base, and Cleveland weren't going to forget it. In the eighth inning, Cleveland pitcher Milt Wilcox retaliated by throwing behind Randall's head. Randall proceeded to square up, not for a punch, yet at least, but for a bunt, and send one down the first base line. When Wilcox went to scoop up the slow roller, Randall gave him a forearm to the face. John Ellis, Indians' first baseman, promptly punched Randall, which resulted in a brawl that ironically featured Ranger fans pouring beer on the Cleveland players. The stage is set. I'm Matthew Perry from GMs for Hire, and this is Disasters in Sports, 10 Cent Beer Night. The Rangers grabbed a 5-1 lead early, which presented the already rambunctious Cleveland fans opportunities to take the attention away from the box score. A woman got the party started by running onto the Indians on deck circle and flashing her breasts, and followed that by trying to kiss an umpire. The liquid courage wasn't just an effect on her. A naked man ran onto the field and slid into second base as Rangers' Tom Grieve was trotting the bases after hitting his second homer of the night. The outfield needed some chaos, of course, so a father-son duo ran into the outfield and mooned the fans in the outfield bleachers. Things escalated when Cleveland's Leron Lee hit a comebacker at Rangers pitcher and future Hall of Famer, Ferguson Jenkins, hitting him in the stomach and knocking him to the ground. Players could hear fans from the upper deck of Cleveland Stadium shouting, hit him again, hit him again, harder, harder. The fans never slowed down in harassing the players and area around them. Some fans threw hot dogs and spit in the direction of Texas's Mike Hargrove, while some fired fireworks at the Rangers' dugout. How entering a professional sports stadium with fireworks is okay in any era is beyond me, but hey, it was the 70s. In the bottom of the ninth, the Indians tied the game up at five. Pretty good game to watch, on paper at least. However, after nine innings and probably thousands of gallons of alcohol, the promotion went off the rails. A fan tried to steal Rangers player Jeff Burroughs' hat. Burroughs confronted the fan, but tripped and fell. Rangers manager at the time, legendary hothead Billy Martin, thought Burroughs was being attacked and charged onto the field with the rest of the team right behind him. Some of the players happened to be wielding bats as they approached the intoxicated fan. Not helping the situation, many fans had knives, chains, and were even able to rip off pieces of the stadium seats and use them as weapons. Once again, I really do question the 70s security measures here. But what do I know? Cleveland's manager, Ken Aspermonte, noticed that the Rangers were in danger, so in an act of camaraderie, advised his players to grab bats and help Texas fend off the rabid crowd. Fans quickly turned rioters as attacks directed towards the players began to commence. Cleveland, Tom, Cleveland manager Tom Hilgendorf took a folding chair to the head. Mike Hargrove, who was mentioned earlier absorbing thrown hot dogs and hot loogies, got into a fist fight with a fan and got into a scuffle with one more on his way back to his own dugout. Various players were pelted with anything from rocks to popcorn to radio batteries, bottles, cups, anything you could find in the stadium could also be seen flying onto the field. Indians radio broadcasters Joe Tate and Herb Score noted that the lack of police protection was a big reason for things getting out of hand, and it took a riot squad to break up the massive fray. 
Umpire Nestor Shaylock, who suffered a cut in the head from a folding chair, as well as a cut on the hand from a rock, called the game a forfeit in favor of Texas. One of the craziest parts of this is that Cleveland had three more nights scheduled for this 10 cent unlimited beer promotion, where they changed it to a maximum of four beers per person immediately after. I think we can all safely say that that was the right decision. American League President Lee McPhail was asked about the game. McPhail said, there was no question that Beard played a part in the riot. Yeah, I'd say that's an understatement. On that infamous night in Cleveland, nine rioters were arrested for disorderly conduct. Players were forced to lock themselves in their own locker rooms. Countless injuries were suffered to players, umpires, and fans as a whole. A baseball game was forfeited, which only happens in a blue moon. That, my friends, was a disaster in sports. I've been Matthew Perry from GMs for Hire, and I'll see you next time.